Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi there, I'm Umanea and welcome to the Girl Chart Podcast. During the series, I'll be joined by some amazing guests and hearing all about their brand of brown girl magic. As well as sharing stories and discussions with the South Asian twist, we'll be getting stuck into the chart and the chat. I'd love to hear from you, so please get in touch on Instagram at Girl Chart. Hi everybody, welcome back. Many of you will know today's guest and will definitely recognise her beautiful voice. Today I'm joined by Radio 4 presenter Asma Mir. Asma, is it, how do you prefer your name to be pronounced? I know Scottish people probably say asthma. Well, this is the weird thing, isn't it? Because basically everybody gets it wrong. <laughs> yes. Except my mum, of course. She gets it right and she says asthma. Asthma. But, you know, over the years I've um, anglicised or Scottishized it yeah. uh, myself. And mainly because a lot of people thought it was a respiratory disorder. <laughs> <laughs> When I was growing up, <laughs> because let's face it, to some people it sounds exactly that. <laughs> so um, instead of it being asthma, which sounds a bit like asthma, asthma yeah. um, it, it then it's become asthma with a Z because I wanted to get away from the S. As, asthma. So I have no idea what my name is I or how you pronounce it. I might say it many different ways yeah. in this interview. I'll answer to Listen, anything. my name's Uma, so I've had like <laughs> Uma, Emu, Uber, loads of names. I've had them all, so it's fine. Um, I just don't want your mum to be annoyed when she listens to this. I'm be like, she didn't even know how to pronounce your name. So let me introduce Asma Mir. Asma, Asma, however you want to call it. Yasmin. 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 My best friend's called Yasmin and she gets called Asma and I get called Yasmin sometimes. I'm not joking. That's and we also worked in the same place and, and oh, yeah, God. they used to I, get us mixed up. Anyway, on you that, go. Can I just say that needs to be another episode because <laughs> I had a, I had four people. We were all kind of confused for being each other and we now tag each other on Facebook anytime it's our birthday. It happens still. Um, so Asma is an award-winning broadcaster and journalist who's just started a new podcast with Lucy Porter called Am I Being Unreasonable? Which we're going to hear more about later. Today, we're talking about identity and how we connect to the British part of being British and South Asian. And as we have Asma here with us today, we're going to talk about her experience being Scottish and South Asian. I realise that a lot of the amazing experiences we've heard so far on Girl Chart have been very London-centric. And so I wanted to hear more about what it's like growing up in a brown family in other parts of the UK. And I was also really inspired by my husband. He said the other day that he doesn't get enough mentions on here. So this is for you. Um... He also is Scottish and South Asian. Uh, he grew up in Edinburgh. Oh, but that's and... not really Scottish, you see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, please don't hold it against me. And his parents, my in-laws are Indian. And I've always like been mega fascinated about 
like since I met him about his pride about being Scottish and just how it compared to, to how I felt about being English, especially when I was growing up. Edinburgh, yeah, Glasgow, your friends. Your fr- it's a friendly rivalry, right? Um, uh, I'd love to say yes, <laughs> but there's just a, something about Edinburgh. It just thinks oh, it's God. so pretty and it thinks it's so cool and oh. it's so, you know, kind of like Georgian and it just annoys me. As an honorary Edinburgh-ero, um, I <laughs> okay, gave myself what, uh, that what? an Edinburgher. I gave myself that <laughs> honour. I can can't possibly comment on everything you just said. So, right. I would love to find out about how your parents first came to Scotland, when that was, and why did mm. they decide Scotland? Yeah, it's so random. Um, I mean, my mum, she adores living in Scotland and loves yeah. kind of, I suppose, being Scottish, although I don't... Actually, I don't know. We'll come back to that. Mm. I don't know if she does consider herself Scottish, but if she loves it, you know, she just loves the uniqueness of it, mm. I think. But, you know, that was not of her choosing, as I'm I'm sure you'll understand, because this was the 60s. And my mum got married to my dad and then came over here. But there's a whole part of the story before that, which is that my dad, um, there were like about, I don't even know about, I shouldn't really know how many uncles (laughs) I've got. But, you know, I'm getting old as well. I can't remember all these things. I think I had about four uncles. uh, So my dad had four brothers and one sister. And the sister was the eldest and she was just, you know, the matriarch, basically. Mm. She just was in charge. Like uh, big sisters yeah. should be. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Except this was like, you know, the 40s and the 50s and the <laughs> 60s. So, you know, back then in Pakistan, yeah. you know, not so much. Anyway, she was really clever, wanted to be a doctor. And she um, did either a degree or a PhD, again, I should know, um, in pharmacology at wow. Glasgow <gasps> University. Wow. I don't know how or why. What year was that? Do you know? So that would have been, um, I think that must have been the the late 50s because my dad came over here. I'm pretty sure he came over here in 1960. Wow. So he pretty much followed my sister here. In Mm -hmm. fact, quite a few of the brothers came here because, as you know, again, that kind of period, uh, Britain was crying out for labor from the former colonies. Mm -hmm. And so my dad came over here. He was an accountant by trade, by by qualification. And he uh, came over here and got a job as an accountant, uh, did a bit more training, I think, got a job as an accountant and uh, settled here because of my um, aunt, who I think then buggered off back to Pakistan. And they were they way to get rid of them all. It's like I'm going to go there, you'll follow, and I'm going back. <laughs> exactly. I think she got married or something, or something boring like that. Anyway, and then she had to. She didn't give it up. She went on to become like you know, principal of King Edward she Medical College in Lahore. You know, she was like the shit yeah. basically. You know, so my dad ended up in Glasgow, and like he was a bit cold and a bit depressed. <laughs> he didn't quite know what hit him, and everyone drank beer, and there all the women tried to kiss him at Christmas, and he was just like pet. And that's why he still hates Christmas. No, Dad, I still haven't forgiven you um, for just for just never liking Christmas. Anyway, um, so he did that. He was here for a couple of years and then it was time to get married. And they found this uh, very beautiful young lady in Gujranwala. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had an arranged marriage um, in Lahore, I think. And then he brought her over here. And it was just really, really weird because it was one of those Love at first first sight, Aww. allegedly. They really do exist. They really do. Aww. And there are pictures of my mum and dad, and they're just like, my dad looked like Cary Grant, and my mum just looks like, you know, this kind of doe-eyed, 
you know, with coal on the eyes, 60s kind of Sophia Loren type, you know, and just they just looked just so beautiful together. My dad's about six foot 500 and my mum's about (laughs) four foot nothing. So it's a hilarious kind of protective pose that my dad always has. I love to see those pictures. Oh, I'll show them too. Uh, Anyway, so that's basically why my parents ended up in Glasgow. It was all to do with my aunt. Wow, what a story. I know, because it could have been anywhere. And there's been many times where I've thought, what, how would I be and what would I be if I had um, grown up in London or Bradford or, or America wherever? Or oh, my goodness, yes. Well, the mind just boggles. Wow. But it's, it's, it, it just decides your fate. personality and your fate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was laughing when you talked about that, about the uh, cold and the homesickness, because that really <laughs> reminds me of my mother-in-law who actually decided to go back. <laughs> <laughs> for a while and then cold. yeah and then came back is uh it's a real culture shock for them and I think also London at that time was a lot more kind of friendlier I think in a way for Asian people moving mm. over because it was a lot more amenities and much more stuff yeah. that they you know like food and um, yeah. places to like religious places to worship yeah. and stuff like that and I hear about Edinburgh at the time that it was very there was nothing yeah there was nothing there no except so, snow there's a lot of snow. snow. My mom tells me this story because they came over in January. Yeah. Bad oh, move. Oh, God, I no. Know. They were married in January, came over in January. My mom says she got off the plane in her either, I think it was a sari. Yeah. Why, mom, why? <laughs> and you like arrive in style. And like, you know, those chapels, yeah. like so open toe sandals. <laughs> and she lost one of her sandals in the snow. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I would have just gone back on that plane and be like, no, thank you. If I can't wear open toes in January in January yeah where am I it's a deal breaker Um, I mean I go back there now it's been 20 years since I've lived in London Um, so that's God I'm trying to do the math it's it's almost half my life Yeah. Um, and I just find it so cold and miserable the weather I just can't handle it and they just laugh at me they're like what's wrong with you you southern (laughs) softy and you just think hang on a second yeah it is cold I do crank up the heat (sighs) and just wear extra cardies and oh and my husband just moans the whole time about how cold it is and you just think oh Oh, God. Because he says to me that's one of the reasons why he he kind of not married me because let's face it you know I was the one that married him um, that, that he said that was one of the things that he that attracted uh, him to me in the first place was that I had a Scottish accent how weird is that? Not so weird some other people might have got married based on that <laughs> I literally, oh God, this is taken on. I'm throwing my script out of the in, out of the window. There is no windows here. Honestly, if we're going to be, you know, sharing, uh, here you've got mm. your other mention, my husband. Um, yeah, literally, I I fell in love with the accent. Oh my I God. did. I mean, I have an accent. We all have an yeah, accent. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah, just yeah. make that clear. Listen, as I'm an Asian, you should not be exoticizing other people. <laughs> I really Disgusting. did. Tell me, tell me where what motorway you're on now. Tell me again. <laughs> Um, yeah, so basically, the M8. <laughs> it was literally him driving around. I'd jump out of edit to have a conversation with him. Oh my god! Yeah, but yeah. I'm so, so what? Upset. Can you explain what 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 is it about the accent? Yeah. Um, is it the R's? The way they roll their R's, the drama. This is like some sort of ASMR moment here. That's what I really got you on for. Um, yeah, no, I don't know what it is. It's just I. It's just such a lovely voice. But, mm. you know, he obviously says that about me too. So it's not, it's just an, <clears throat> a voice that 
you know, make sure. Are your you sure sing. about that? I don't mean to be personal, <laughs> but you have a lovely voice and you're a lovely person. But I don't know that, that Scottish people think that the English accent is particularly beautiful. I'm, I, I, I'm going out on a limb here and I'm generalizing hugely. I think they like Irish accents. I think they like, Do you, you think? know, I'm not sure that they like English accents. I think accents. it's more like in a kind of, oh, that's cute how you said oh, uh, right. bear poem. <laughs> Other things that he oh, makes me say. I'm sharing way too much about my personal life here, but it is. It's like I see, like I say, bear. He says, bear. Yeah, absolutely. Orange, orange, orange. Yeah. Poem. Poem. You poem. I say well, poem. It's really d- poem is. Re- see, I now I can't say it. Now I don't know what to say <laughs> because I think if you're properly Scottish, you say poem. You do. Uh-huh. That's poem. a really nice poem. poem. And Geral. Geral. Yeah. Geral. Did that sound good by the way? That sounded so good. Can I do my spice girls? <laughs> uh, what? You know that thing <laughs> where you're supposed to say spice girls three times and it sounds Scottish. I don't know. I, I can't what? remember. But yeah, Go I on. can say girl and poem and bear bear. <laughs> yeah, a bit unsure on the last one, but the girl was say very bear? good. Tell me how you say bear. That. There. See, there's a little extra half yeah. a syllable. You just give you just, it a yeah. bit extra. Yeah, absolutely. Like, there. We're there. so extra. He literally says that I sound like this. Hello. <laughs> I'd like to write a poem about a bear. <laughs> <laughs> what is Basically, this? What is, where is this gone? I know, I know. Me and my husband, when we're, when we're not fighting about other things, yeah. we, we just take the piss out of each other's accents. Yeah. So he'll just say to me, like when he first met, he would say, how rude. How rude. Oh, rude yes. It's rude with a T and I'm like, shut up. He's like, shut up. Shut up. But then he's from Kent. So, oh, you know, I know. Uh, sorry to all you can... Kent sisters out there. But, you know, he says something. I mean, that's just wrong. Something. Wronk. Wrong. That's just wrong. No, but he um, puts a K at the end. That's something. wrong. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I said something. Something. I don't that, know what that's I all right. Anyway. This is how you keep the, the love alive, guys. Yeah. This is how it's done. That's it. Um, well, let's go back. <laughs> <laughs> to the <laughs> actual script. back to my script. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so you grew up, I can't know this, I can't even say this word now. <laughs> Has it got a bear in it? <laughs> it's got a bear in it. Go on. Uh, I've got bear. Um, <clears throat> so you grew up in the 80s in Bearsden. 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 Yeah. I know. It's it's just like, it's a oh, minefield. It's falling apart here today. Um, <laughs> were there many Asian families around when you were growing up? No, we were the only one. Really? We were literally the only one. And my dad, for some reason, you know, my dad's story changes every day, you know. So who knows? <laughs> but I think he made a conscious decision that he didn't want to... Uh, settle in the areas where there were lots of Asians for and the reasons change all the time I think Mm. once he said to me because um, I didn't want to be kind of in the middle of the community where everyone's watching you every step um, I didn't want it to hold you back you know so that you would you would meet other people and da 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 and all the rest of it and then I think also maybe my dad you know he's um He's kind of like a, a, a snob within a snob, uh, which is that, yeah, he's Asian, but he kind of sees himself as the best type of Asian. Yeah. He really, really does, you know, and like no one is as good as him. Um, so I think that probably had something to do with it, too, that he actually did want to not live in the, I mean. In the thick of it. Yeah, in the thick. That's very good way of putting right. it. Yeah. So we were the only ones. And so that was fun. Yeah, I mean, were your cousins, were there any cousins around? Oh, there were, yes. Oh, so well. Had some... So I had about 127, no, mm-hmm. there were there were seven <laughs> boys, uh, my uncle 
um, who was ten, he's 10 years younger than my dad and who also came over at the same time with, you know, with, with everyone basically following their sister. He married a Scottish lady. When I say Scottish, I mean a white lady. Yeah. But, you know, when you say white lady, you just think, that just sounds weird. That's my lovely auntie. <laughs> yeah, I love her to bits. Rona McPhail. Oh, um, so he, he, Yeah, absolutely. Sisters in the house. So <laughs> he married her and they just had loads and loads of children. They had like seven, seven boys and one girl or six boys and one girl. And so they were all my cousins. Um, and they were obviously mixed race, dual mm. heritage. Um, so that was kind of weird as well because they could relate to you like when they were in the house. But like if you saw them at school, it was like, that's not my, that's, that's not my cousin. That's not my cousin. It's like, yeah, but your name's Mir. Yeah. That must be your, no, 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 the no, registers no, 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 say different. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It was kind of weird because, you know, it was a fight for survival in the 70s and right. the 80s. And yeah. however you could survive as someone who had a tinge of brown, mm. um, you know, a funny tinge, as a politician yeah, who's, you, uh, normally um, recently said, you just had to survive however you did. So I did have the cousins, but I suppose because they were boys as well, it just, you just didn't, you know, you couldn't really hang out as much. Connect as much. As, as if they'd been girls. So... I mean, I grew up in a very, uh, again, I don't like to say, so no, there weren't any other Asians, really. There were very Where few about Asians was this? in Hertfordshire. Okay. Posh? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Almost as posh as Bear's Den. <laughs> Bear's Den. Bear's Den. Bear's Den. Bear's Den. Um, but I kind of, I was so reliant on my cousins <clears throat> giving me that kind of, being those people who I could talk about my Asian-ness, yeah. the Asian side of my, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, of my identity with. To, so that I didn't feel like it was... Kind of not part of me. Okay. Like I, I got to kind of flex those Asian yeah, yeah, yeah. muscles, as it were. That's yeah. so the wrong word way to say it and describe <laughs> it. But growing up where you did and the experience you had, like how did you connect? Like how did you feel? Did you feel very Scottish? Did you feel very Pakistani? What did you feel? Oh, I felt like an alien. Yes. I really did because I just, you know, I mean, I, you know, don't want to be over dramatic about it because. Um, people have much worse experiences. You know, people have like shit through their letterboxes and whatever. Yeah. I mean, we never had that. Um, but um, it was just really difficult because, so you didn't have the community around you to kind of, as you say, flex your Asian muscles, which yeah. I totally get. You didn't have that. But then you weren't accepted either yeah. by, you know, the white community because you were different. And it was the 70s and it was all a bit like, well, who are these people? You know, because they were a new phenomenon, mm-hmm. you know, really. So, so you ended up kind of in the middle not really satisfying anyone and feeling a bit weird yourself. You just never really knew where you were. It was kind of like walking the plank, you know, or just balancing on a beam. And it's kind of like, whoa, I can't go that way. Oh, I can't go that way. You know, it was just it was just odd. I mean, my brother, I've got uh, two brothers and a sister and they all dealt with it in different ways. But I think I I I think I get the impression that I just uh, yeah, I found it quite difficult because I was like, well, sod them then. (laughs) I'm just going to sit here and read this book. It's exactly yeah, what happened. Because you just remind me of me. It's exactly <laughs> how I felt. Yes. And, uh, but so, and then your brother and sister, did any of them kind of go very like into the Scottish culture or very yeah. much into Asian culture? So my sister, she says, because we've talked about this quite a few times, like and on kind of like panels and stuff. And mm. she says, she the way she puts it is that she was chameleon-like. Which means that she, hmm, yes, nice spin on it, uh, big sis. Um, So she says that she was able to adapt. But, you know, uh, the way that I saw it was that she was just kind of like, not selling out, but um, just kind of just going over too much to the other side. Mm -hmm. 
and just, you know, just, I don't know, just trying to fit in into something that you never really will fit in because they'll always say, they can always say to you ultimately, yeah, but you're not like, you know, you're not like us. And that did happen to her a few times. Uh, My brother, it was different. He got a lot of bullying at school. He went to a boys school and he, I think he just, I think boys deal with it in a different way. I don't actually know how they deal with it because of course he still hasn't told me. They don't talk about it. Because he's a boy. Yeah. Um, But I think he just, I think maybe they just like, you know, beat the shit out of each other. I think possibly that's what they do to each other. (sighs) Who knows? So yeah, everyone dealt with it in different, in different ways, you know. I guess like how you described it before, you're just trying to get through. Yeah, just just survive. Survive. I mean, being a teenager, being a kid is bloody, Oh. oh, when I think back to those times. But I mean, I definitely didn't feel English. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And I didn't feel Indian. Mm. And so I definitely, you know, relate to what you said about just feeling like, where do I fit Yeah, in? no idea. Um, so now, uh, <laughs> where are you with your... I still don't know. Scottishness. Do you, I, I mean, do know. you feel, do you feel very like, obviously you're in London now. Yeah. And like, do you talk about being Scottish? Like, does it come up quite a bit? And... I never, ever stop talking about it. Yeah. I don't know whether it's, is it age? Is it, is it the politics that we live in? Mm-hmm. Is it, it, I really don't know what it is, but... I find myself now when people ask me, like, you know, where you're from or whatever, you know, I always say, and sometimes I do it, you know, mischievously, I'll Mm -hmm. say, I'm from Scotland, and they just look at you like, yeah, but that's not what I meant. Yeah, but where are you really from? Yeah, where are you really, 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 really from? Way back. Um, You know, or or they, yeah, they say, like, you know, where were you born, blah, blah, blah. And... uh, it's just, I always say Scotland and, and it's, it's, I just feel so Scottish these days and I feel less and less Pakistani. And that's ah. a real disappointment to me because I don't, you know, I don't want to abandon that side of me and I will always look this way and mm-hmm. I will always have a Pakistani name and I am very proud of it. But I think it's because I have such a, I have no connection to anything Pakistani, you know, apart from the food. That's it. That's the one caveat. But the language, you know, I'm rubbish at that. I've never been any good at it. My parents didn't didn't really teach it to us, speak it to us when mm-hmm. we were growing up. Um, the clothes, I have such a problem with the clothes. I'm sorry. Why? Because you need some. <laughs> 
I can hook you up. No, I just I just don't look right in them. Aww. I don't look right in them. I don't feel right in them. I feel okay. I get very irritated. Do you remember that um, that episode of Sex and City where uh, Sarah Jessica Parker oh, yeah, I mean, is getting she... married and then she she puts on a, well, she tries on a wedding dress yep. and then she she says that I have to get this off and she starts clawing at it. Yep. That's how I feel. It's I know you're disappointed in no, me. No, I'm not. I feel <laughs> I don't feel disappointed. I feel like sad. That you that you have that experience. It's just really the clothes weird. are another huge connecting factor. I that, know. You, know, you, put, you know. put the clothes on, or you shop for the clothes, and you kind of just feel like this is part of. I hate it. I oh. just hate it, and I know people will hate me for saying that. No. But, well, they might. I don't care. Yeah. I'm just being honest. You know what yeah. I mean? Because um, I so I never really wore the clothes, and it was always a big, big issue when we would go over to Pakistan yeah. every Christmas, and also we I lived there for six months when I was 13. I went to school there. I would always just wear like a long uh, shirt, mm. uh, kurta shirt, and and jeans because it was the 80s and that's what most girls did. And then you had the butter if you wanted to. Um, but you know, I, and then I, I think the last time I went to Pakistan was just before I met my husband actually, which was 2003. So I've not been in 16 years, wow. uh, which is shit. And I really do want to go actually. You know, even though it's all been very turbulent and you know all the rest of it. Um, I still really really want to go. My cousins are there and hang out with them because you know I, I actually love Pakistan and do love being there but I, so I haven't worn those clothes in that length of time and then of course stupidly I married somebody Asian um, <laughs> whose, whose parents are um, you know quite old school and who still uh, you know wear and wore the clothes yeah. so whenever I have to go to anything in the Gurdwara complication he's not <laughs> even Muslim then uh, it's just oh god I feel like I'm 13 again and I'm like wearing these clothes and I hate and not I feeling hate them. yourself I hate them and of course he doesn't have to wear them does he no no no, oh, no he's a man nice, nice shirt and yeah. jeans thank you um, and I it mean, causes a lot of arguments I mm-hmm. bet I bet it does I mean I think I think it's good that you should just be true to yourself in that in that way and actually it's <clears> I think <throat> through this podcast what I really want to to share is that it's not actually there isn't one version or one experience of being British and South Asian and we're all so individual in our understanding mm. of how we identify to each part yeah. of who we are. Absolutely. But I mean I know some Asian people who are like, Oh, I don't eat that food yeah. because it's smelly and I'm like, Are you are you insane? <laughs> yes. I, I, I just I just food. I just basically want to jump into <laughs> a vat of that food. But again, you know, there was a period where I did reject it uh, and it's something that um I talk about on this uh kind of cooking website, which is basically my mum's recipes, uh, because I rejected it for years because if you smell of coriander, it just made things even more difficult at school. They were kind of like, oh God, this smelly. Beep, beep, beep. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if you ever got that. Did you ever get that? Oh my God, you were just talking about so many things I need to go and pick up on. Uh, Well, yeah, the tarka, the dal tarka. How many times did you scream at your parents when your coat, your school coat's lying on the the end of the staircase and you're like, shut the door. I was less fussy about it because I'd just go hard on my impulse or tribe you know but that mm-hmm. perfume you wore when you're like 12 um but yeah my brother was constantly I remember even him like when he started earning like getting really amazing extractor fan for the house um and my priorities husband, yeah, my husband um is no one's allowed to fry in the house like he just can't stand the smell of frying that's so, so weird because my husband's yeah. the same yeah it's like he wants it. but he wants the food so what's that about they want the food they love yeah. the food yeah. right and you know 
Do it at your own. Our, our, our bellies all show that. <laughs> yes. But, um, talking about the husbands here, yeah. um, but they don't like, they come and they're like, oh, really stinks in here. And you're like, racist. How <laughs> <laughs> <I> dare you? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, for years, I rejected all that, all that food. I was yeah. like, the minute I moved out of my mom and dad's house, it was like, uh, 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 it's like, you know, it's Marks and Spencer's ready meals. Oh, yeah. That's it. Fish Everything pie for yeah, one. Fish pie. Yeah. All that bland shit, basically. Oh. Yeah. But I still like that stuff. Um, and, and then when I met him, uh, he said to me, like, I don't understand. Like, what? Can you not even, like, cook? Like, because, like, even I can cook. And what about this? And da, 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 da. And then we started going, you know, because we live in East London, we started going to um, all the Pakistani restaurants yeah. around here. And I was just like, oh, my God. It was quite a tearful experience. I remember just thinking, oh, God, what have I done? You know, all these wasted years of fish pies when I could have been eating turka dal and, you know, jana and, you know, sag and, oh, my God. So I just totally... Totally went the other way after that and thought, sod this. I don't care anymore. Why do I care? I was like 30 at that point. Well, yeah. I don't care anymore about what I smell of. And someone doesn't like me or fancy me or whatever oh. because I smell of curry. Piss off. I Sorry. don't. I mean, I think you can cook and not, you know, and it doesn't <clears throat> have to smell of curry. Just the right extractor fan, you know. Possibly. It's fine. And yeah. uh, some Joe Malone. That's fine. I've moved on. Started from the bottom now I'm here. Um, but, you know, I think I think you, you say you don't connect to the Pakistani side, but it's clear that you, you know, food is such a big food part. Food for me, of- absolutely. Clothes, no, 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 no. They look fantastic on everyone. Yeah. All the Bollywood stars. On oh, my mum, oh my God, she looks amazing. It's like she comes out down the stairs and everyone's like, whoa, uh. she looks so good. I look like a, just a complete clot in those. I hate them. I hate them. Oh, I wish I could I say the them. same. I have like a whole wardrobe dedicated. <laughs> but you're probably that. going to functions, as no. Asian people call them. Um, I just, I, <clears throat> I went through a stage after I first got married where I was just taking my Asian clothes to non-Asian functions and wearing them. Good for I was you. that into it because I had done so much shopping as well <laughs> that I was like, I'm wearing them. So, oh my god, you've t- touched on so many things that I. Oh, now... I just want to say very quickly that I did, yeah. I did, I did wear a sari, uh, a lenga, and then a sari for my wedding. Okay. I did. Because that's important. And we went to India, actually, not Pakistan, controversially. Um, so we went to India and we did the shopping and I did come back with like, you know, two outfits, which I wore. But that was it. That was the limit, basically. And since then, not, no, not really. So you no. had that rite of passage of going yeah. to buy yeah. the clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, talking about your wedding and talking about your lovely husband... Piara. Who said he was lovely? I'm just saying okay. that because that's what people say when yes, they talk about Yes, exactly. Husband. You've not that's met him. That's my broadcasting <laughs> mistake. I'm sorry. <laughs> the husband, your husband. Um, when you got married, so you had, it's clear there was an Asian side to, yeah. you know, Pakistani and uh, Indian side yeah. to it. Did you have any Scottish elements to the wedding? Oh, yes. Go on, tell me. Of course me. we did. So we had this like kind of stately home thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I want, like, first of all, I wanted to keep it really small. Mm-hmm. I wanted a wedding for 50 people because I don't like weddings and yeah. I didn't really want to get married. <laughs> but apart from that, and I mean, he probably didn't want to get married either. <laughs> you know, we're quite happy just rubbing along. Blah, blah. Anyway, so um, we, uh, he, I said 50. He said, no, 200 full Bollywood production or 300, I mean, 300, he said. Yeah. And I'm like, it's not happening. I hate them with weddings already that you're not going to, you know, make my wedding day be full of just people I don't know. Um, so we compromised on 120. 
And I said it's got to be in Scotland because it's just got to be. Yeah. Um, where the bride's uh, from. Well, yeah, ab- absolutely. All that kind of stuff. You know, all these, these these customs and traditions are only important when they work in my favor. <laughs> yes. All the others, I'm like, what? That's that's very repressive. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Um, so we, we had it in a kind of little stately home overlooking the Clyde. It was just beautiful. It was in Renfrewshire. And we had a, a piper who led us uh, up the aisle, so to speak. Obviously, it was a registry. Uh, There was a registrar there. We didn't have any religious element to our wedding because we couldn't, because we're different religions Mm -hmm. and the two shall never meet. But it was just so nice and just... and, And also, you know what? It was June and it was like the only... It was the hottest day and the only nice day that year. And I couldn't believe it. Everyone was sweating. Out. Everyone was sweating. That yeah. never happens. Don't know how to cope with that kind of weather no, up in Because everyone Scotland. everyone had got their brought their like body warmers and their gilets <laughs> with them and they didn't need them. Gilet um. over a lenga. I love it. <laughs> um well like when we got married as well, I remember my mum really desperately wanting to have like a bag. Piper and I was like mum just don't do that it's too cliched but um, oh, oh, I think, hang on what are you saying yeah no no because I was just like we've got we've got doll drums I mean the yeah, budget yeah, was yeah. spiraling out of control as yeah, well more than the, the cliche but definitely when we got engaged my husband and all his friends like they were wearing kilts which oh, everyone found cute that's the other thing yes yeah. my, all my husband's friends like the kind of hardcore of, of Gravesend yeah. massive yeah. Um, they all came in kilts oh that's so nice which I thought was kind of like anyone else I'd be like oh racist uh, <laughs> patronising oh, but no. on them it was it was really to nice make, actually to welcome the yeah, new yeah it was nice Scottish I like that fam. yeah we also had very strict playlist uh, which I basically <laughs> bought all my gangster rap in and then my husband insisted on like Caledonia um, <laughs> and then also the Proclaimers and the Proclaimers oh, so- you know what I never got I never got to the music no in fact I did I told the guy DJ Easy Delete whatever the hell his name yeah. was he was terrible that wasn't his real name yeah. he was so bad I gave him a playlist and like he just ignored it oh. and played his own shit <laughs> so yeah I so mean, you weren't oh, a bridezilla I was, no. I was very with oh, the music God, was no. a huge part and then I realised my husband was like by the way we need some Scottish hits yeah 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 I think I just put like take the high road theme tune down and I was like that would do but apparently oh, not um, but yeah it was it was an amazing it was an amazing part of Scottish meeting like London it was great and then obviously yeah. like Punjabi Scottish people are like on another level of party hard so yeah. it was, oh, oh it was my goodness fun. So we have to talk about food. Is there any kind of like Scottish flavours that you add to your Pakistani food? Is any? Do, do you mix the two? Oh, I'm very against fusion. Oh, mm, I'm oh, sorry. No. I'm sorry. That's conversation killer. Oh. Um, I just I know I like the authenticness. I mean, like some people like curried haggis, blah yeah. blah blah. It's not for me. It's fine. You know, they can do it. But um, just. Just no, no. Do what it. I do love, though, because I love the pure Pakistani food, you know, just like thick with oil. No, 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 I don't put that much oil in mm. mine. What I do love doing is whenever we do go to Glasgow, I just, I, I like just saying to my husband, don't oh, you have to eat this? It's like a real delicacy. And it's just something vile, you know, like something fried. Chips brown sauce. Some, you know, anything yeah. like, you know, um, tablet or macaroon <gasps> or thing. all that stuff. And he doesn't really have much of a sweet tooth, but being married to me, he's acquired one. Poor Good. guy, Highland toffee, just all all the shit stuff, basically, you know, tonics, tea cakes, all the stuff I love that I, I grew up on, iron brew, you know, he just, I just make, basically just say, oh, you must try this, you must try that. And I just think, he, he just thinks the country's mad. No. Which it, it is, but in a good way. It's just, it runs on sugar. 
It's sugar as and fried. As that. Well, that's yeah. why. I mean, one of my mother-in-law's really good friends. Um, she owns a factory making Asian food oh, in Edinburgh. Oh, and one of the things she kind of came up with was haggis samosas, which I kind oh. of was always. I haven't tried oh, them. That sounds I'm interesting. I'm afraid of haggis. I had it once years ago, but the complication is that he doesn't eat any meat. Oh, I oh, know. Tell me about well, it's it. It's a wonder. <laughs> I know. Thank you. Now you're beginning to understand. <laughs> he doesn't eat any meat. So I had to kind of stop eating meat when I met him. So the that's Asian food is so full tell of non, me about but, it. But also non-meat stuff. You yeah, well, much well Pakistani food Pakistani is, is not. It's just yeah. full on meat. Yeah. It's a meat feast. So, yeah, so that's that's always interesting at family dinners. Oh. It's like my mum's like, oh, have some chicken. Like, Mom, it doesn't eat meat. Just have the gravy. <laughs> that's what they say. Just have the gravy. You've just launched a new podcast. Mm. Can you tell us a bit more about that and where people can find it? Oh, bloody hell. Where can they find it? Um, if it's on Acast. <laughs> I'm only joking. Yeah. Acast, Spotify, I do it. Um, <laughs> that was a joke. Uh, so, yeah, I've just started uh, with Lucy Porter, a fantastic comedian who I truly, truly love. I've only known her about like a month and she is just beautiful and wonderful and lovely and basically what it is is a it's a kind of bringing to life of a really well-known forum on Mumsnet which is called Abu Am I Being Unreasonable right. where basically everyone just posts stuff and then everyone piles in and has a rant so am I being unreasonable to think that it's really cheeky for uh, my in-laws to start charging for Christmas dinner or whatever it might be yes exactly see there you go I want to join in I don't even have kids and I'm like yeah I'm there yeah absolutely Absolutely. I mean, it's not just, uh, you know, for parents. There's lots yeah. of people on there who will just rant about all sorts of stuff, like, you know, neighbours and stuff that has happening at school and crap bosses and, you know, whatever. Because, you know, we're living in difficult times and we need an outlet. Yeah. And I think that's what that provides. So we just, like, kind of chat through it and just give it uh, give it some kind of, you know, verbal life because it's something that's lived online really successfully for so long now. And it's just nice to actually do a double rant yeah. over it. Well, thank you for your public service because I'm right. sure it's helping people just to <laughs> take it off their chest. That's brilliant. So definitely everybody check it out on Acast and Spotify and iTunes. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Asma. It has been so much fun getting to know you and hearing about your Scottishness and your Pakistani side as well. I'm really sure that we're going to discover our after this that our families know each other <laughs> for sure but thank you for joining us today and please comment on our Instagram and let us know what you thought I just want to say thanks to Acast for giving us the studio space and thanks as always to our lovely producer Amanda and I'll speak to you soon Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.